Thanks for joining us on our comic book coffee break. I'm Nick Gunning. I'm Eric Nichols. Happy New Year, buddy. How you doing? Good. Happy New Year. It's the 2023 episode of Coffee Book Coffee Break. Yeah, Coffee Book Coffee Break is yeah. exactly what did what I say? I, you said, I said coffee book. Yeah, coffee book. Yeah, right. yeah. We, I mean, like yeah. a coffee table book. We could do a spinoff just about coffee table books. That'd be fun. Seinfeld did it first. We can't. That's, you're right. It's a book that turns into a coffee. That turns table. into a table. Um, I'm drinking some uh, Starbucks Holiday Blend out of a Christmas gift I got, and it is a Flintstone Kids mug. Yeah. Nice. Did Boomerang themselves send that to you after you subscribed to them? <laughs> they did. I haven't subscribed to them, but I'm going to. Oh, okay. I'm going to because I need me some classic Hanna-Barbera just to unwind. Boomerang, if you're listening, just send Nick yeah. a, a free subscription. He will give you so much free publicity just from That's posting true. what he's watching every day. That's true. You're right. Oh. You're right. Yeah. Do you think they have Johnny Bravo? I haven't seen Johnny Bravo in so long. Do you think they have that Yogi Bear traveling around the world lurk, teaching oh, us about environmentalism? Like, Yo remember Yogi Bear and the Spruce Goose? Do you remember Yo-Yogi yeah. from, like, the early 90s where you, where you got, like, 3D glasses mm -hmm. and you could watch it, watch it in 3D? Yes, I do. Not really a favorite of anybody's. Mm -hmm. How was your comic book year? Uh, different. Okay. There was a lot of rereading of some stuff. Rereading, and okay. Traveling back to different eras. Okay. I had a hard time picking some stuff, and then it got some different tractions. Yeah, it wasn't just me reading like, oh, I got to stay up with X-Men. I got to do this. It was a lot of different stuff. Yeah, I did some of that as well. I went back and picked up series I dropped. I think this was the year of Wonder Woman for me, because I hadn't read Wonder Woman in a while, because I just wasn't really like about the, the Rebirth stuff. And I was like, oh, I got to catch up. And so I was just like, boom, 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 boom. So I feel like I've maybe read more Wonder Woman than anything else. And probably I read more Wonder Woman in this calendar year than I have in like the rest of my life combined. Wow. So, yeah. You've read more than me for sure. But Goodreads says I have 30 books in my Wonder Woman shelf. Yeah. Well, as I recall, you were a lot more into the George Perez era than I was. I did enjoy the George Perez stuff. And then yeah. at that time, I think there was... It was still hard to find like previous trades. Yeah. But I know I read some like '90s stuff, the Paradise Found, Paradise Lost ones. Yeah, yeah, I read. And that. then Donna Troy, the Gail Simone stuff. So I feel like Wonder I don't Woman know is where just, I fell off. Yeah, it's a, just a different one. I, it's difficult, I think, to find the right balance because if you go too heavy on like the Themyscira and Amazon and like the mythology and stuff, it's just it gets so bogged down. But right. if you don't do that, and she's just like trolling around DC with Steve Trevor, it's like, what's the point? Why are we doing yeah. this at all? So, oh, I don't know. you know what? I, I did read that Michael Straczynski run oh. that I didn't like. Oh, you didn't like it? But okay. the big deal was her costume. Yeah. Jim Lee designed So anyway, that's it's all cool in the past. It's a cool costume. I've wanted to read it. I never have. At one point last year, I read Wonder Woman Afterworld. Oh, I did read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a volume one. Yeah, it's a kooky era, but I, I think it finally settled into it. Are we talking about the Wonder Woman you've read? Let's right do now? it. Let's, yes, let's do it. Let's uh, let's start with some DC. The, the Wonder Woman that I picked was uh, Wonder Woman, the Four Horsewomen by Steve Orlando, Jesus Marino and Kieran McCowan. And this was so it's like the rebirth stuff started. And you remember at the beginning of that, it was like, you know, the first seven issues were like Wonder Woman year one. And the next seven issues or whatever was like right, the current yeah. story. And then back. Yeah, it was like it was the new 52 all over again. Yeah, it was. Yeah. After a while, I just kind of got tired of that format and I dropped away from it. So I started uh -huh. I started going again and it went through some weird eras. 
this era is where like Cheetah has taken control of Themyscira, and so Wonder Woman's got to oh. like fight back, and it's kind of this big. How does that happen? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and it rolled into that whole Year of the Villain crossover, which I wasn't about, and I I get irritated oh, yeah. every time. Like it's like, oh, and I got to uh, read Year of the Villain, but I don't want to. Year of the Villain, that which was different than Forever Evil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, different yeah. in name only, I feel like. It's pretty much yeah. the same thing. But yeah. that and Dark Knight's Metal, like, I just couldn't take any more. Like, ed- mm-hmm. every book I was reading, it was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. But I felt like the Four Horsewomen did kind of hit that that mark where it was like, we were getting the stuff, but I think, like, Cheetah's involvement and some of, like, the people Wonder Woman brought in, it felt very epic without feeling, like, oversaturated. Because sometimes, you know, when it's just, like, event, 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 it's hard to settle into it. But I felt like that, for me, was a good groove. Okay. So where's Afterworlds in that? Because that's a volume one. So is that after all that Cheetah stuff? Yeah, they all kind of run together now. I feel like maybe Because she dies and she's in Valhalla? Yeah, because there's a whole whole thing, too, where she's, like, working with Thor. That's the one you're talking about, right? Where she's, like... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Becky Cloonan was the writer. I just remember being like, oh, this is what Wonder Woman would be like if it was a Fables book. Yeah. And it never clicked for me. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I was okay with that. And I thought pairing her with Thor was was interesting. But I finished it and was kind of like, but why? You know, and that's mm-hmm. where I am, actually. Afterwards, Worlds is like the most recent Wonder Woman thing that I read. Because oh. there I kind of caught up with where I am in the rest of the timeline. So right. I like that. Hey, off topic. And I know we've talked a lot about the Black Label in the past. Did you read Aquaman Andromeda? I have not read that. That is not a Black Label I read this year. It's, so it's on my list. Okay. I don't know. It's like, it looks really cool, but the story just like, it never coalesces for me. I feel like Aquaman's not mm. in it. It's odd. Interested to hear what you think. Okay. Yeah. I tried to keep up with the uh, black label stuff, but they are hit and miss as we will they discuss are. right they are, now. They're like, they're like 95% Batman also. So anytime it's yeah. not a Batman, I feel like I got to dive in. Well, for the most part, I try to keep it to stuff I like. Okay. Unless it's, involving batman or the black label got it okay i'll start with one thing i did like rogues by oh, yeah, uh, yeah. joshua williamson yeah that was a black label you know an Elseworld kind of tale about mm-hmm. the flashes rogues gallery yeah they are uh older they're past their prime they're they're not getting any big scores anymore and yeah. captain cold wants to do like one last job so he gets as many of the rogues together as he can and it's pretty brutal but it's very, very good. Yeah, I've seen that one a million times, and I'm always like, oh, I got to read it, and I haven't, so mm-hmm. I'll kick it up to the top. Yeah, I actually sent it to a friend who doesn't really read much, but I thought this was a good one. And it's, uh, you know, there's no Batman, there's no Joker, there's no Harley Quinn, so it's just wow. the Flash's rogues that, you know, goes a bit darker and has a pretty good ending. Okay. It's good, and it's surprising to me that rogues was this good, but none of the Suicide Squad Black Label titles have been any good, which you would think would be the perfect place to do Suicide Squad. But they did one called Blaze, Suicide Squad Blaze by Simon Spurrier. Yeah, I remember And it was just bad. And there was also Get Joker, which was bad. I don't understand what's going on with that stuff. But Rogues scratches the itch that Suicide Squad comics should, and it was great. I still haven't forgiven DC Comics for giving their only like major Superman black label story to the, the man who hates Superman more than anyone. <laughs> <Ray> <laughs> right, yeah. Miller. 
because uh, yep, there's Superman also like Superman was awful. It was awful, and there was also Superman versus Lobo, which was just like, oh, okay. I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, I that one is just like fine. It's just whatever, you know. Right. But they really haven't done a lot, you know, with Superman yeah. in that regard. One that kind of falls into that chunky, crowded um, mega event that I typically, I don't know, I, it's, they're hit and miss. I really liked Infinite Frontier, which is by Josh Williamson and Aletha Martinez, who we had on both The Other Book Show and previously on X-Men. That one I thought was actually really good. And it pulled some from some from Grant Morrison's Multiversity and some just from like the other things going on. So it was like Alan Scott, you know, it was the, the alt Superman. It was a bunch of a bunch of characters kind of coming together. And I felt like even though it was alt kind of Superman like, mean he has like a purple streak down the front half of his no, hair. It's, it's the Grant Morrison Superman. The uh, the, the Oh, right. OK. Yeah. So but it, that was the whole thing. It was like we were right. looking at this alternate like this multiverse. Yeah pocket and it's like well what about us where do we fare and everything now so right. i liked that i like the story that it's set up and i have to like that's part of the reason why i was catching up on wonder woman because i wanted to kind of get naturally to where um the rest of that story goes but i liked infinite frontier quite a bit have you read it i remember picking it up and just like going through it and be like no i can't i cannot yeah. do this like it's 12 yeah. issues yeah i don't well so there's like the main story and then everybody got a book. I mean, there's the Superman, Wonder right. Woman, Batman, you know, everybody got an Infinite Frontier book. And those some are good, some are not just the way it goes. But I felt like the, the core story was solid. Yeah, I just can't do any more DC multiverse story crossovers because I just don't know. And it makes me feel like, I don't know, both an old fogey and a like newbie just like i don't know what superman this is i don't know what batman this is, yeah. you know yeah i mean i typically feel the same way that's why i'm including infinite frontier on the list because it right. kind of changed my mind about it yeah usually with batman i just don't care because i can just okay. figure it out I'm like yeah i know who these characters are yeah yeah so unfortunately i did read tom king batman this year mm -hmm. and i read two tom king batmans and i just i'm ready for him never never to write that character again him okay. and Scott Snyder, they're done. They've said what they need to say. Stop having them write things. Yeah, yeah. I For think these that's characters, fair. at least. Yeah. Batman and Catwoman and Batman Killing Time. So yeah. Batman, Catwoman, I, it, technically it's like you read it as it's the end of his Batman run. But because I think DC got a little like, oh, near the end of his run, they mm -hmm. made it a Black Label kind of Elseworlds thing. Okay. So you can read it that way, or it's its own thing. Okay. Uh, either way, it's boring, and I hate it. Okay. And it's so, so long. It's just, he, you it's know, he said everything sure. he has to say about Batman and Catwoman and their relationship yeah. very early on in his run, and then he takes another 12 issues to say it all again 12 times. Yeah. I feel like once, once you're going to build those characters up to the wedding and then not go through with the wedding... You have to give Batman Catwoman a nice long rest, you know, because you yeah. teased it right up to the line and then you can do it. Did you read Catwoman Lonely City? Another Black Label thing. No, I think it's still on my to read list. I think you'd like it. I mean, it's it plays a lot on nostalgia. Yeah. It, it's it's a little slow in places, but, you know, decent. I feel like it's a decent it's spotlight Hoopla. for Catwoman. Yeah. Batman Killing Time is just kind of an exercise in nothing. It's just it's a single issue tale stretched out to six issues. Okay. I gave it three stars on Goodreads because of the art, which was very good. Yeah. But it really, like, it really is just 
Killing Time, Tom King was just like, what if I could really emphasize the title to the reader? And yeah, yeah I, I, I can't, not with King anymore. I was vibing with James I, Tinney in the fourth for a while, but like Joker War was just exhausted me. I just couldn't, I couldn't wait. It. it wasn't until after Joker War that I got into it. Okay, okay. The ghost stories and yeah, uh, yeah, ghost stories pretty solid. Cowardly lot, ghost stories, mm-hmm. cowardly lot, and uh, fear state. Those ones mm-hmm. I really enjoyed by him. Okay, and it wasn't person. really until yeah, with ghost stories, I had to just like I was reading it in like middle of the way through. I'm just like, you know what? I just have to adjust what he's doing with this character. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing he was kind of writing a cyberpunk Batman story, especially with Fear State. So once I kind of okay. got into this very like, this is kind of an anime influenced cyberpunk story set in Gotham. Yeah. That makes sense. I was much more on board with it. And I thought Fear State was pretty good. Yeah. While we're talking about authors, I did inadvertently get into Tom Taylor. I didn't even realize that he'd written a bunch of the stuff that I liked, but um, really yeah. liked all the Superman Son of Kal-El stuff. Oh, okay. Did you read any of that? Like no. the Jonathan Kent series? Well, they have picked up plenty of Tom Taylor. Okay. Well, I mean, that whole Superman arc was kind of cool where like Clark had to go off world for this whole like thing with War World, which didn't really pan out the way I wanted it to. I was disappointed with that. And it sort right. of left John to be the Superman of Earth. And it's, you know, it's three volumes. It's pretty tight overall. Uh, I think they do a good job of kind of distinguishing the John Superman from the Clark Superman and it, but it still feels like Superman, which is super important. So that was a series that I was kind of anticipating and I was glad when it was all like out and available so I could just like pound through it, which I did and was not disappointed. Okay. Yeah. I haven't read those. I know the war world ones when it was coming out, I was like, Oh, this might be a jumping on point for me. So I don't know if I know you didn't like it that much. No, but I could see you liking it a little bit more. I feel like it's more your. Is Eric Roberts still playing uh mongol mongol thank you yes okay, yeah, Eric Roberts sorry. still voicing mongol yeah let's yeah let's say yes tom taylor wrote the all-new wolverine series which was very good he wrote x-men oh. red which okay. was very good and he wrote batman the detective which i really liked oh uh, did i read that yeah i think i read that yeah i was i was okay with that three stars i three starred that yeah other batman i read this year there was house of gotham which i think was like eight parts but it's a collection it's uh shadows of the bat they were you know quick little short things that were at the end of other batman comics and so this collects it and it's just telling this story about this kid that grows up in gotham and how it's a bad place to grow up and just kind of uh tells his story growing up interacting with characters like batman but a lot of the villains and how much it sucks to not be a mask or a cape in Gotham City. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it it was just a really like it was by Matthew Rosenberg. It was just a real focused story that didn't overstay its welcome. So I enjoyed That's it. Nice. Beyond the White Knight came out as well. Oh. So I, yeah. I read Beyond the White Knight. I really liked White Knight, but I did like I just I didn't want more. I haven't read anything other outside of the first one because I thought that was great. So yeah, well, it's been diminishing returns every... Uh, Sean yeah. Murphy. Sean Murphy's yeah. uh, White Knight series. Yeah, Batman Beyond the White Knight. Yeah. I I think I liked it a little bit more than the second one because I really don't care about Asriel. Okay. But, like, Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis is just sure, right sure. on the cover. Yeah. And it's just not a lot of Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis stuff. And I really wanted more of that. 
Yeah. So it was fine. It still looks great, but you've not gotten more out of it by giving us more of this stuff. Yeah. I did read Chip Zardarsky. Am I saying that oh. right? I always say Zdarsky, but who knows? Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky. He's on Batman right now. And oh. I read Batman Failsafe, which was volume one of his series. And I really, really liked it. It had like a lot of good stakes. It had a lot of the Bat family showing up in cool ways. And then it near the end, it just tried to go a little bit like too big. Yeah. And it lost a lot of the stuff that it was doing okay. well. I haven't read volume two, but I really liked what he did in volume one. I wish he had just kept it. I, everybody's always trying to make a really big story these days. And yeah. I just liked what was going on at the beginning. Yeah. I haven't read him in a while, but I, I really liked uh, I liked his run on Jughead. And I really liked his spectacular Spider-Man. And Spider-Man Life Story was super cool. Yeah, so Sp I, Spider-Man Life Story was good. Yeah, I saw him on Batman, and I, I definitely want to get there just because I'm a fan. But yeah, we will talk good. more about Chip Zardaski later. Ooh. But yeah, um, so this is the Batman title okay. that he's on, okay. which I believe he took over from James Tinian. I uh, got it. Okay, the fourth. So also Abyss by Joshua Williams, which was Volume Six of Batman, at, right after mm -hmm. Tinian left, was okay pretty good too it was a okay. uh the bat club people right <laughs> okay that was fun i dug that stuff Are you uh my favorite dc comic that i read uh, i'm giving it to tom taylor's nightwing volume one leaping into the light i, I just wow it's been a while since i oh, really boy. loved yeah. a nightwing book uh yeah. and it pains me like every time i've had to give a nightwing book what was know, the last stars. one you liked did you like grayson I appreciated Grayson. I was ready to be done with it. You know, what I feel like it kind of lasted too long. But the arc where it was like Dick Grayson gets shot and doesn't remember. And so now he's Rick Grayson right. and he's not really Nightwing. And then there's like yeah. a team of Nightwings and like that mm -hmm. lasted forever. And yeah. I hated it. So I was really glad <laughs> uh, Tom Taylor's on the book. And I thought the first volume was super cool. Uh, it had everything I needed, you know, it was like mm -hmm. very, felt kind of old school, like the Chuck Dixon era a little bit. Right. Um, but, you know, we had Superman, we had Barbara Gordon, we had Tim Drake, like it was all, all good stuff. So I'm very excited about where that book is headed. Okay, nice. What's that first volume called? Leaping Into the Light. Leaping yeah. Into the Light. Yeah. Really good. Good. I saw your yeah. review on Goodreads. It was like, finally, this national nightmare of ours where Nick is not happy with a Nightwing book is finally over. Yeah. Yeah. Years, I kind of like years. the new Robin stuff too. The new Robin stuff where he's like, you know, on this island and he's separate. And I, like, I like where all that stuff is going too. Not the Damien stuff. Yeah, the Damien stuff. I like it. Oh, like the fight. Yes. I can't even remember yeah, what it's called. Like, it's like the Lazarus tournament and all that. Yeah, like, Lazarus like, tournament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's really fun. That's also Joshua. It has been a slow burn with Nick and Damien, but it's, it's happened. That's true. I've got you to thank. It was Super of, Sons, uh, right? It was Super Sons. Yeah. It was Super Sons. I loved that Super Sons movie, too. I watched that in January of this year. It was great. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch that? I have not watched that yet. I've been kind of slow with catching up on the DC animated stuff. Yeah, I watched I, that Flash Justice Society, and I thought that was oh, yeah. very good. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I watched the Catwoman one. I watched the Supergirl mm. one. I haven't really loved them either, but Super Sons I thought was really good. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about movies and TVs? I only uh, wrote down one movie because I felt like there was only one movie worth talking about. But go ahead. Okay. 
I think the best superhero offering of the year was the Marvels, which I really loved. Oh boy. Oh, you didn't like the Marvels? I did not like the Marvels. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I won't it's all right. poo on it though. We're I'm not here to poo on stuff today, except for Tom King's Batman. Yeah, except for Tom. Yeah, I mean and Scott <laughs> Snyder. I mean they've, they've had yeah. their time, so get out. I didn't even read a Scott Snyder Batman. I still had to like, drag him under them. Yeah. What I what I loved about the Marvels was I loved the way their powers were linked. I liked all the choreography of those fights when they're like first when it's clumsy and then when they start figuring it out. I thought the tone was really good. I thought it was genuinely funny. I mm-hmm. felt like it was good in terms of the, their chemistry and the relationship, the way it moved the story along a little bit. I had a great time with it. And I, I've been sort of on a uh, going out of obligation to Marvel like for a while. But uh, I, I really had a fun time with the Marvels. Yeah. I have a few honorable mentions. I don't know how you feel about these. So I'm just going to tell you The Flash. How do you feel about The Flash? I find having now watched it, yeah, I'm less annoyed with the stuff that annoyed me and more. Yeah. I almost find it like a beautiful disaster. Uh, like an, in, I don't know. Like when you know you shouldn't date somebody because they're a bit too broken, mm. yeah. but you still can't help yourself because there's yeah. stuff you like about them. Yeah, the Flash. I thought it started rough and like the uh, the CGI and like the rescuing the babies and stuff was just like almost oh, yeah. unwatchable to me. But once it finally settles in, I mean. I was excited to see Michael Keaton. I was excited to see Supergirl. I really liked that take on Supergirl. So I don't know that it's one that I'm going to be like, oh, I got to rewatch The Flash. But I don't know for what it could have been, for what I was worried that it would be. I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. It is fascinating that there's a Flash. There's only one Flash movie out there. It took 20 years and it has no Flash villains in it. True. (laughs) That is true. So I don't know. I mean... I've seen it said multiple times, like, what if DC, as soon as they had announced Ezra Miller was the Flash, had just made a Flash versus the Rogues movie? It, so, like, they announced him in 2014, had yeah. that out in 2015, smooth sailing. Yeah. Nope. Yep. I don't know. It's crazy. I agree. I, agree. I mean, and part of me, I'm kind of, I don't know. I mean, I was excited. Like, I came around on Black Adam, and when Superman shows up in Black Adam, I was like, okay, let's do it. And I kind of felt that way a little bit, too. And they were like, all right, Michael Keaton's going to be the Nick Fury. I was like, that's weird. I didn't see that coming. But then I was kind of like, let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens. And we didn't yeah. get to see any of those. So In 10 years, when there are kids just starting to watch these movies now, we should only show them the end credit scene, yeah. the, sure. the stingers, and not yeah. explain it. Any, so they have no idea what is happening at the end of Morbius or yep. <laughs> Black Adam. Well, no one knows what was happening like, at the end of Morbius. Definitely not. Oh Michael my Keaton. word! Yeah, he's like, yeah. I, "Is this is this part of the Flash? Am I in yeah. the Flash movie here?" Yeah, Morbius that was is the Flash up elder killer, abuse, right? I feel like uh, having that happen. Here's here's one that was kind of a sleeper for me because I was not big into the first of these movies, but I found Shazam: Fury of the Gods like very fun. Okay. How do you feel about Shazam: Fury of the Gods? I liked it less than the first. And really? I was thinking, okay. like, oh, I'll, get, I'll still get it on Blu-ray. But I kind of was thinking, like, if I want to watch something with Shazam, I'm probably just going to watch the first one. Mm. Because, I don't know, the second one just has... It's weird that Billy is in it for, like, two scenes. And I none agree. of the really yeah. important scenes, specifically the very end. Yeah, it definitely should so, be Billy at the end. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I like that Billy actor a thousand times more than I like Zach Levy's, like... It's just weird, goofy, because... Like, poop pants kid version of shazam but that's where the the heart is and it just 
yeah. it wasn't there. I mean, it's yeah. not terrible. I don't think it deserved to bomb the way it did, but there was stuff I liked about it. But I guess, yeah, in the future, I'll probably just watch the first one and then we'll see if I'm interested enough to watch the second one. I really like so. the villains. You know, I like seeing Lucy Liu and I like I like that whole team. I thought, you know, the cameos that were in it were pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I guess I went into it with like nothing and I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I also like Blue Beetle, I'll say. I like right. Blue Beetle. Well, Blue Beetle's the only one I put on my list because it was the okay. only one that like surprised me by being good. It and is good. Also, yeah. I was just in it and I felt like it was doing something different. The fact that like all his family know about it like from the get-go sure. and are in on yeah. it. That mm-hmm. felt, but they're also not all super powered. It just felt mm-hmm. very different from the other stuff. Yeah, I agree. So it was I a agree. little redundant with some stuff. Like we had seen a lot of that stuff with Iron Man or Spider Man or whatever. Yeah. But I felt like it just, it said, like, this is the stuff that works with superhero movies. So let's just do it well. And there yeah. were some movies that didn't just do it well this year. Yeah. That's and true. I feel like we're getting a lot of people being like, superhero movies are dead, you know, people are done. And I think there's truth to that, but I think it's because the quality has just dropped off. Like, yeah. if they, yeah. a big reason why the MCU was so big was because you could go to Captain America Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and you know you were going to get, like, really good quality blockbuster stuff, as opposed to, yeah. what, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Battleship, <laughs> you know, yeah. like... The other blockbuster offerings were just so bad, but now it's kind of gone around. Now we have Top Gun Maverick and Avatar Way of Water. We had uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer this year. Who has time to waste on Ant-Man Quantumania? You know? Oh, gosh. I hate Quantumania. You have John Wick 4 just being like, how can we make this even bigger than the first three? And then you have Aquaman 2. Like, how can we just do nothing for an hour and a half? I know that I was really disappointed with Aquaman too, yeah. because, you know, I loved that first one. It was such a huge yeah. hit. And like, I don't know how you can have Jason Momoa, like headline a movie and have the movie be boring, you know, have it yeah. just be like, move it on. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, any well, movie that includes a, you know, a Martin short cameo uh, as yeah. a weird undersea mobster, I guess I have to give at well, least a couple I, of stars too. It doesn't help that the Aquaman movie, the first one, did almost everything that you'd want in an Aquaman movie, like did it all. Like you had both Black Manta and Ocean Master and you had Mirror, you had them traveling, you had that big battle and all that stuff at the end. And it's like with Captain America, you had the first Avenger, which had his World War II stuff. And then you had Winter Soldier was like how he's coping with the modern world. And then after that, like what else is there to tell for Captain America? So his, his third movie becomes a mini Avengers movie. Right. And I feel like uh, Aquaman, they just didn't have anything for the second. No. If Nick, if there is an Aquaman villain that isn't Ocean Master or Black Manta, go ahead and tell me who they are now. You have to comb the Filmation archives because they, wow. they kept tossing out new uh, Aquaman villains all the time. Yeah. I kept waiting. I'm like, I, I thought even like the underwater scenes were harder to follow and they were messier than the first movie. I don't Definitely. It was just Definitely. so weird. I don't yeah. understand it. But you're right though. I mean every visual that we wanted, you know, we got we got the the octopus playing the drums, we got that big yeah. like sweeping kiss with him and Mira, we got all yeah. of the underwater fight stuff, like all the cool stuff there is is that. And this was just like, well, let's just do Ocean Master and, and Black Manta yeah. again, throw in more Randall Park, I guess. I, I just I guess it's a thing where maybe they should have done what the Flash did and just be like, Okay, who's another character's super villain we can use? 
you know? Yeah, right. I yeah, don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Have Brainiac decide he's going into the ocean or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good suggestion. I also loved Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur on Disney Plus. So just got to. Well, I was going to say my Great adventures soundtrack. with Superman has been very oh. enjoyable. Okay. There's that tweet that goes around a lot where it says, uh, "Will that be a soup or salad?" And Clark Kent is like, <laughs> "Super salad, just a regular salad for me, please." They're like, uh, "Sally's like a regular salad for a regular man," and like <laughs> my adventures with Superman has that tweet's energy almost every episode. And yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like the weird kind of, this is for kids. It's not an anime, but we have anime elements, but it's yeah. it's funny, but it also just has Superman. Like he has glowing energy sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. I really dug it. I wanted to like so, it so bad. And I it just, yeah. it, I don't know. It never quite landed for me. I, I don't know if okay. it was the voice cast or just weird. the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'll also shout out The Boys, which I watched this year. I didn't even okay. think to put that down. I hate the comic. I think it's so stupid and dumb. But the show, uh, I watched all three seasons this year. Okay. And I watched some of Gen V or Gen 5, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's just not as good. I tried to get into Invincible Season 2 because oh, yeah. I love those comics. And then, yeah. you know, so many years in between seasons. I started Season 2 and was just kind of like, eh. I don't yeah. know, you know, like I've got the comics. I don't know that I really need to see it, you know, Yeah. again. So I guess I'll also shout out Guardians 3, which yeah, I thought, I like which also wasn't as good as the first two. And that was the problem. I felt like Guardians 3 was just too messy. Like it had mm. so many different plots. It was juggling and none of them. It didn't stick the landing for me, mainly the Adam Warlock stuff. I didn't feel like that. Yeah, really ever found a connection to the rest of the movie. Yeah, I think that's true. That's it. I don't know if there was other plans that they had in mind that didn't come to fruition or if they were yeah. setting up something else, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty satisfying conclusion to that trilogy overall. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. I'm playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game right now. I like that a lot. Oh, nice. I really wanted to play Marvel Midnight Suns, but my machine can't handle it. I know. Same. I'll also throw it. I've been playing just Marvel Snap nonstop. <laughs> still? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still playing Marvel you. Snap. I love okay. my Destroy deck. I have a, basically an all-gold Destroy deck in Marvel Snap. I just like the characters in the uh, Destroy. I like that you can get Venom Carnage and uh, Wolverine in there. So anyway, just yeah. Yeah, a lot. Too much. I like Marvel Snap quite a bit. I didn't. I was never like, I hate this game now. I just yeah. stopped playing it. But it was yep. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What do you like about Marvel? At the beginning of the year, I was like, let's just go and read the X-Men stuff that I didn't read at the time when I was getting into X-Men comics, because mainly I could only ever afford, for a while anyway, like three issues a week. So I was going to buy the main titles of things, you know? So I couldn't read Gambit or Nightcrawler that came around this time. I couldn't read Emma Frost or that Chamber miniseries, but... This year, I read them. Shout out to Chamber, which was a four-issue Brian K. Vaughn story that's really, really good. Oh. But really, it was the Emma Frost comic by uh, Carl Bowlers that was, like, okay. shocking how good it was. Really? And the past couple of years, I've been reading a lot of the New Mutant stuff. Yeah. Because I never did. So I had read, you know, the Claremont New Mutants and the Louis Simonson. And then I picked up the New Mutants Back to School, which had started around the time Grant Morrison took over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never had never read it, but I 
always liked seeing those characters show up in other stuff. They always seemed interesting. It's interesting because the cover shows like the classic New Mutants, but it's really about like Elixir and Surge, you know, all those newer mutant characters who showed up around that time. Good stuff. And then it got taken over by Fred Kyle and Chris Yost. And they just turned it into, you know, a a meat fat. People were just being killed and butchered all the time. It just got to the point where it was just violence overkilled and any characters you kind of liked were getting killed. Doing that put me in the mood to reread New X-Men. And then I just kept going. So I read New Mutants. I read the New X-Men. I read the New Mutants again that came out. That was actually pretty good. What's his name? Zeb Wells took over for a bit and his was really good. And then... Dan Abnett and Lanning. They took over and it wasn't as good, but the Zeb Wells Nubian stuff was really good. But then I just kept going. So I did re- reread Age of Apocalypse, but I just kept going to the point where I was reading Messiah Complex, Necrotia, Age of X, Second Coming, because mm. I was just fo- trying to follow right. those stuff. A lot of them stood up. Uh, Age of Apocalypse doesn't hit as hard now in my late 30s as it did as a teenager, but... <laughs> I feel like Grant Morrison's X-Men, like those first three issues, there's still like so much energy mm. and newness and excitement in those that still just like comes off the page now yeah. that it gets kind of sad reading it because you know like this doesn't continue. Yeah. But yeah, uh, a lot of them were better than I remember or just as okay as I remember. So yeah, that was part of this. Just like, all right, I'm just going to keep rating these characters. So the ones I liked, you know, those newer ones like Elixir and Prodigy, they kind of disappear again. And then it becomes the classic new mutants characters again. So there's some ups and downs, but good stuff there. Yeah, mine are pretty X-Men heavy as well. Uh, One that I finally went back and finished the run was Amazing X-Men which I really liked, particularly that World War Wendigo uh, volume. Oh, yeah, the Jason Aaron stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he keep writing it for those last two volumes? No, but well, that's that's when Craig Kyle and stuff takes over Okay, uh, for, the, for the later stuff. But I really liked the Wendigo stuff. I liked... Yeah, uh, that I liked was funny. Alpha Flight come in. Like, I yeah. thought that was really fun, and I enjoyed the whole Amazing X-Men run. And I yeah. got to the end of that, and I was like, well, where do you go from here? Because Yeah, the kind of like, Once in Future Juggernaut, that's the third yeah. volume. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. The second volume, that World War Wendigo, is just funny because they've got these characters like Rockslide and Colossus who can't yeah. be hurt and bit, yeah. so they're just standing there dealing with them getting, yeah. like, gnawed at, and they're just yeah. kind of annoyed about it, and they yeah. keep having to, like, punt Wendigo Wolverine off into the distance. Yep, to keep- yep. That <laughs> was definitely my favorite. The arc in the center yeah. there was really fun. That first Nightcrawler one, the Hunt for Nightcrawler, something, something like, like that. that. It's very yeah. pirate-themed. It, I it had a great time with that one. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. I also read Greg Pak's Storm, uh, which has been around for a while, and I just hadn't read it. And I read those two volumes and thought it was just like really cool. Have you read that? Yeah, I did read that. I've read some solo Storm stuff over the years, but I felt like this was just a really good showcase for the character. Yeah. I really enjoyed the story. I wanted more. That was the thing that I guess sort of frustrated me in my X-Men reading this year was that I kept, I felt like I got it stuck on these cul-de-sacs where it's like there's not a clear next yep. step yeah because after amazing you have like extraordinary you yep. know and the extraordinary just dovetails into the uh, inhumans versus the x-men which yep. like no one cares about and then you, you know the team splits and everything so the 2010s for the x-men like after the avengers versus x-men and then yeah. before the krakoa era it's it's just a lot of like 
installed series and redirections yeah. and yeah, it was a messy rough time where, you know, you're drinking sand to get to the water for a lot of yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm now I'm kind of stuck in the um like the relaunch of all new X-Men still with like the time displaced and mm-hmm. it just slowed me slowed me way down cuz I liked those early Bendis stories. But okay. now I'm just like why are we still there's doing There's a yeah, there's the X-Men blue or i think it is yeah. just called all new x-men or whatnot yeah. and i can't remember who wrote it but it was it was really just mind-numbingly dumb yeah, and then nothing. colin bunn came in yeah. with x-men blue and brought yeah. magneto in and did some havoc stuff in there and i i really like that one but yeah well that's he, what i'm trying to get to i'm trying to get to that era and i just he, he kind of turned it into also like a sequel ish series to his magneto series which was very good Oh, I've read some of that, yeah. Yeah, still speaking of the X-Men, I also, like, from that Grant Morrison era, I don't know if you ever remember Peter Milligan's X-Force, where he took over the X-Force title in name only and then introduced Mm. all these weirdo characters. It's where uh, Dupe first originates from. Okay, okay. And it's the real world with superheroes. They're basically trying to... All these mutants on this team, they're usually not great people. They're just in it for the celebrity. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek with a bit of earnest superheroics in it so yeah that's been a good one to go back to well because i hadn't read that either and it's, yeah. a lot of people really like it and it is very standalone you don't have to read anything else that's happening in the x-men at that time to read yeah. that you, and it has this very kind of like andy warhol pop retro art style to it but i read x-men forever this year for the first time this is where that, Chris like Claremont came back or something. And okay, yeah, yeah, Chris Claremont and, continuing the X-Men from basically X-Men number three, the Jim Lee one. So that okay. three-parter uh, yeah. mutant Genesis. And it isn't really, you know, what he would have done right after. And a lot of characters kind of are like, well, why aren't they on the team anymore? Because they were on the right. team and you were writing right. them. Where's yeah. Jubilee? She's just gone. Yeah. Mm. But being a vampire, is it during her vampire face? No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Sometimes it's a bit annoying, but there's just a lot of like weirdo energy to it all. Mm. And he does do stuff that he had talked about wanting to do with characters. Like we still have a younger storm and an adult storm going on. He takes out certain characters that he probably wouldn't have killed previously mm. and done all this. So there's a lot of fun to be had in that. And I really enjoyed it. It was bummed it was over just because there was something really enjoyable, just having like Claremont writing the X-Men again, but free of continuity, but also like in his own continuity. So it wasn't just him writing like this Elseworld. What if story you had to, you know, work around the fact that this isn't really what he would have done. But once you got on board with it, it's, it was a good time. So does it conclude? Like, does it have sort of like... It the does end? not... No, it, it ends. But there are plenty of loose ends that just never got resolved. Mm-hmm. So, so which is too bad. For yeah. X-Men forever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> X-Men forever and ever. And ever. XOXO. I, <laughs> I sort of fell behind on Spider-Man. And I caught... I did like a big burst of catching up. I read a lot of the Zeb Wells stuff. The Amazing Spider-Man Beyond, where it's Ben Riley like coming back, like Peter's out of the oh, commission right. again, and Ben Riley yeah. is the main Spider-Man. I thought that was a really cool art. This and time, that... Peter takes over Doc Ock's body. Right? Yeah. Perp- <laughs> Who wouldn't want to? Uh, he's got a, he's got a date, Aunt May. But uh, that stuff, 
comes into the dark web crossover, which is Spider-Man oh, and right. the X-Men. Well, that's a really cool thing. And, you know, I kind of came in from a Spider-Man perspective. And by the end of it, I was like, well, I need to know what the heck is going on with these new mutants. Like all the stuff with, the, with you know, the Goblin Coin and everything was really interesting to me. But I thought dark web was a really solid crossover and managed to keep all of the pieces together which is pretty impressive. It's also Christmas set. So, you know, it's the holiday season. It's not too late. Finally. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I didn't know that. That's funny. Two of these, World War Wendigo and Dark Web, do both feature a team up of Spider-Man, Iceman, and Firestar from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. But that's like not, doing that, yeah. That's not why both of them are on the list. It's just a coincidence. That's funny. Um, but, it's, yeah. but it's also true. It, it is true that that happens. <laughs> yeah. Any other marvels of note? Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, I say, oh, oh yeah. yeah, like I'm 100% sure. You're really confident. You seemed really confident about it. So I started reading Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four. Oh. It was surprisingly entertaining. You do have to put yourself in the mindset. You have to be like, okay, this is the beginning of the Marvel Universe, but it is also right. like the beginning of writing superhero comics like this. So there's yeah. a lot of like, oh boy, poor, like Sue Storm does not come across well, and, nor the way people treat Sue Storm in yeah. this. I also read some of the earlier Stan Lee Daredevil stuff. And you can tell when Stan Lee is in charge of writing it, because even though he's trying to like modernize superhero comics, he's still doing it in this frame of like what was popular before that. So it's okay. still like, what if Daredevil was in a lost jungle? What if the Fantastic Four were pirates and stuff? And yeah. sometimes yeah. it works, and sometimes it's really boring. Like, I don't want to see pinstripe criminals, and I don't want to see right. Daredevil in a castle. But yeah. the Fantastic Four series, it's there's some banana stuff in it. Like, I could go on on just a single issue. But it's interesting reading it and watching them realize, like, how they can work with serialized storytelling. And once... Mm they really do start it really starts to pick up and you can tell when jack kirby starts doing his thing because yeah. it goes from oh no i can't pay the rent on the baxter building to the watcher telling human torch to be like you're going through untime now yeah. don't touch them lest you cease to exist in the time web or something yeah that, and that yeah. you know yeah once the, in the inhumans show up and galactus shows up and surfer shows up and all these other characters show up, you're like, okay, yeah, here's uh, Jack Kirby yep. taking over. The Jack and then Kirby. Jack Kirby realizes he's not getting the rights anymore, so he kind of pulls back and then stands back to like, oh, it's the pinstripe guy being like, hey, Fantastic Four, uh, <laughs> you hit me with your Fantastic card, and I'm suing you. And they're like, no, we didn't. He's like, ah, but everybody, I, I took a picture or something. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I love the added, like, the character work you're doing, pulling out the lapels. Oh, yeah. hey, I like it. Yeah. That, that's, good. that's good. We tried to read the uh, John Byrne Fantastic Four stuff together, and we, we petered out. We got to get back to it. Yeah. Honestly, I think after you read the Stan Lee Kirby stuff, you just go to the John Byrne stuff because yeah. nothing is really as definitive there. But, no. yeah, it's one of those things where if you're in the right place, those are pretty fun. I feel like... It's a lot more fun than I had originally thought it was, and even read it when I was younger. Yeah. Whereas, like, Stanley Spider-Man, and I always felt like that just gets it right from the beginning. The True. Fantastic Four yeah. kind of find their footing. Do you remember back in uh, episode six of Comic Book Coffee Break when I read that Fantastic Four for the quarter bin? 
and it was yeah. like right in the middle of like a phony read and yep. the crazy things are going on. I went back and read that whole volume to make up for it, but that was like during yeah. a very soap opera kind of mm -hmm. phase of the Fantastic Four that I think is not remembered yep. very well. I also read some Daredevil. Oh. Chip Zardaski's Daredevil run okay. specifically. Okay. Yeah. Look, it's fine. People seem to just love this freaking series. Every, you know, on Goodreads, it has super hot people love it. And it would be nice if my memory wasn't good, but like <laughs> you read it and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> Daredevil dealing with his secret identity. Bendis did this, you know, Daredevil, the mayor of New York, Chris Cornell just did this last run. Mm. Superheroes are now made illegal and are being put in jail. Civil War just did this. Right. You know, it's just, it's all this stuff that Daredevil's in jail. He like goes to jail. It's like Ed Brubaker started mm. his, his run with that. That's how Bendis ended his and Brubaker started it. It's just like, it used to be that like knowing continuity could be rewarding. And I feel like now it's more punishing because yeah. yeah, if I didn't, if I hadn't read any Daredevil before then, I'd be like, this is so good. But all this stuff has happened before. Maybe I need to read it then because I haven't read very much Daredevil. Maybe. And you like Zardaski. I did I not. I felt like his uh, Kingpin was really boring. He um, And uh, Daredevil is just, he writes Daredevil just like, Daredevil doesn't work. He has all, the, he has these characters <laughs> making these claims and then they switch gears and there's never really a clear point of why did they change their mind? Like for right. the beginning of it, Daredevil's like, Dare, Matt Murdock is like, Daredevil doesn't work. So yeah. I can't be Daredevil anymore. And then suddenly he's Daredevil again. It's like, well, now why does this work? Also, he brings in Mike Murdock. It's just like, don't stop touching this mm. character. It's not, there's no way to make it work in any way. I hate it. So again, this is fine, but it never really <laughs> landed for me. Yeah. Anyway, the art in Daredevil you was need good. To go, you need to eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yourself and get rid of I guess. your memories but so you can enjoy again. I want to get to the point where characters like Daredevil and Punisher and Moon Knight can just fight crooks and just yeah. like do these single-issue stuff where they're just being vigilantes. Like Bendis' whole Daredevil run was that. And yeah. nobody seems to be able to do that anymore. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, going back to our talk about the, the Black Label, I was kind of looking forward to that just because the concept of doing small stories again, you know, like yeah. even, even maybe on a grander scale, but if, if you don't have to constantly be setting up the next arc, you know? Yeah. Anywho, I think that's it for me in Marvel. Okay. I, do, I have a few like non non big two, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run through them for you. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin had a great time with that. Loved I it a read lot. that last year. Good for you. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. I'm disappointed that they're making a sequel to that, much like White Knight. Like I liked it for what it was. I don't really want to explore that world anymore. I don't want a prequel yeah. sequel. I don't think I'll read that. But uh, the, the last Ronin, I felt yep. like was really, uh, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I read this one when I was visiting you, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pink by Brendan Fletcher. It's a Pink oh, okay. Ranger story. Uh, I read this because we watched Power Rangers once and always, now and forever. Once and always, that's once it. Once yep. always. Boy. Always Boy. Ever. How did you feel about that? Did you like that special? It was fine. I don't ever yeah. want to see something like that again, but it was yeah. fine. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, I watched it and I was like, yeah, this is what Power Rangers felt like. 
But here's yep. a little 45-minute episode with old people. Trying to get around the fact that two of the main cast are dead. Yeah, boy, to be like, well, we got Billy and Zach. Let's do it anyway. It's a bold move. Bold yep. move. Yeah. But uh, they did it, and we watched it, and I had a good time, and then I read this uh, Pink Ranger one. Anything else on your fringe list here? I've got so many stuff, man. I've still got a list. Oh, yeah. Let me have yeah. it. Let me have it. I started reading Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, that's year. right. Is that Kyle Higgins? The whole thing? Uh, probably. Probably. A lot of Kyle Higgins. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Higgins. I know you don't like Kyle Higgins. I don't. I'm sorry. But this Power Rangers comics, it's good stuff. Okay. So, All right. This was the year I gave Criminal by Ed Brubaker a second chance because I read the first volume when it came out. And I gave it two stars because I remember finding it boring and not and I was not into it at all. I guess I had to grow up a little bit. I guess I had to mature because I reread it, mainly because of Reckless, and I wanted more Reckless, but there wasn't. And I read through all the available Criminal comics there were to read by Brubaker. And... Like, loved them all. Yeah, I read the first volume, and I I didn't love it, but I intended to read more. So do you think the first yeah. volume was bad, or just you just didn't like it at the time? No, the first volume is good. I gave it four stars this time. That's cool. So, do you have more? I read, like, ten volumes of Spy Family. Have you read that? What? Is, oh, Spy... No, the manga. Yeah, yeah. I did not read that, but I know it's popular. It's got a funny premise where it's like they, they're kind of forced to pretend to be a family. Like each, the kid, the wife, the husband, like they each have their own reasons for needing this like thing to work. And nobody is really telling each other what it is, except the kid is telepathic. So she knows everything that's going on. So she's sort of like playing into what he needs and what she needs and trying to make it all work so that they can stay together. So it's uh, it's pretty entertaining. And it's the kind of thing where like, those wheels can just keep spinning, but not in like an irritating way. And I, I had a lot of fun with that. And I'm, I think I've read everything that's in English so far. So I'm going to keep up with it. Cool. I don't know if there's a anime for that yet. There probably is. Yeah. Maybe we haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, there is. Okay. Out on Blu-ray. Uh, and I, I watched a bunch of it on Hulu. Works really well. Yeah. All right. Boy, I read Witchblade. Oh. For the first time. Okay. This is such a boring oh. book. I guess it's a series some people say gets better when other people take over. Not interested. <laughs> I can now say I've read Witchblade, and I'm no better for it. Cross it off the list. Yusagi Ojimbo left Dark Horse and went to Image, but it has lost nothing okay. doing that. Okay. It's still still good. Okay. Never read a bad Yusagi Ojimbo. I read a lot of Mark Miller this year. thought you don't like that. Yes, I do. I'm weird. Sorry. Okay. Well, he can be very hit and miss with me these days with his Miller-verse stuff. Yeah. But I do like Mark Miller. I like, I like his comments. And, but the thing is, when I don't like what he's doing, uh-huh. it, it is really bad. <laughs> Magic Order is one of the better ones out right now, even though it still has some of those dumb things he does. But I like that. I read Super Crooks as well, and that was really entertaining. I read all the Jupiter Legacy books. They are good and dumb at times. Okay. All right. I know what I'm going to get with Mark Miller. Nothing too deep. It's going to be people enjoying whatever superpowers they have. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. Nightclub wasn't good, but Huck and Superior, those are good. Like Huck. Magic Order is good. 
Starlight, Chrononauts 2, Nightclub, bad. Uh, MPH, fine. He, so he did Nemesis back in the day, and then he rebooted it, basically redid the whole thing, like Nemesis, the original, never existed. Okay. Hated both. It's basically, what if Batman was a villain kind of thing. Okay. But last night, I for this, I decided to read Big Game, uh, Mark Millar and Pepe Loraz. Okay. This is Mark Miller doing a crossover with all his Miller verse Everybody. Stuff. Going back to Wanted and uh, Kingsman and Kick-Ass to Ambassadors and Nightclub and all the newer stuff. Wow. And it's basically the villains had made everybody forget superheroes exist, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do it again. It's very lizard brain entertaining at times, but... Not something where I'm like, wow, Kickass is teaming up with the Ambassador? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I wish that I had like a thing that was really like, this is the one for me this year. But yep. I don't know. I was kind of scattered and just like trying different things, and, and nothing was really like the breakout read of the year for me. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I mean, that's how I felt at the beginning. That's why I did that X Men thing, just because I was so like, I don't know what to read. I guess I'll go back to like, yeah the X-Men's side titles, like the auxiliary titles that were happening in 2002, you know? Yeah. I mean, a big part of it was just rereading all those X-Men stories, too. So Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of why I did so much Wonder Woman, because, like, I was just kind of getting so mired in, like, continuity and crossovers and stuff. I was like, well, I've read everything kind of around this, so this will be a safe place for me to go, you know. Well, I got so. I got lucky with like runs, like because yeah. I liked uh Criminal Volume 1, I had like, you know, mm-hmm. six volumes of that I could read because I liked Yeah. because I was in a Mark Miller mood, I had a bunch of his older stuff I could read, Fantastic 4, Turtles, got that kind of stuff. It wasn't a lot of me yeah. following, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of current stuff. I mean, Mark Miller's stuff and that Chip Zardaski Daredevil was like the most recent stuff. I mean, okay. With current X Men, I'm still in 2021. So okay, you know it. It what it has got like I get all Marvel Unlimited sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered right now. Yeah. So I know it is tricky. I kind of reached a point in Superman where I was like so caught up that. I would have to be like waiting for the next issue. And I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. So I kind of pulled back um, because I want to read it like in a chunk mm-hmm. when I can complete stories and stuff. Yeah. So, that's me. With yeah. That. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to give a shout out to Godzilla and hell. You certainly did. Uh, you certainly did. I don't think you did. Even issues of just Godzilla. It starts with him in hell and then it's him. Okay. Going through hell. And at the end, maybe he gets out of hell. And it's basically dialogueless okay. because it's just Godzilla in hell, but sure. it's yeah. freaking metal. Okay. You know, just because I know that this is always your favorite part of the show, I have a quarter bin selection for you. Are you ready no, for it? We've been doing this for hours. I know. I'm sorry, but I just real quick Action Comics number 444, 1975. The Black Canary is dead. Art and story by Mike Grell, uh, written by Elliot S. Magan, who we interviewed. Uh, he was eating a bowl of spaghetti, but we wow. interviewed him on the All the Book Show. Magan and yeah. Grell. I, I met Grell at a comic convention. I know. I've got you got him to sign Green Lantern the Wonder Year for me. I'm, I'm very That's excited. Right. Yes. 
Anywho, all right, Magan and Grell yeah. teaming up. Uh, Magan and Grell, yes. You've been okay. waiting your whole so, life to read. Okay, so Green Arrow gets this message that the Black Canary has been murdered, but he doesn't really believe it. The police, however, do have proof because they got something on cassette. So he goes down to the station. He listens to the cassette. It sounds legit. And not only is there a cassette, but there's a lock of hair. But it's from a blonde wig, which Black Canary does wear. But you wouldn't know that unless Black Canary's identity was revealed, right? So he thinks, okay, maybe it's real. So he wanders out in the street, and he's approached by this local guy. And the local guy's like, you got to talk to my grandson. He's fallen into the gang life, and it's up to you. So Green Arrow, obviously distraught here, is like, well, I better do it. So he goes to him, and here's direct quote. Listen, Tom, all you'll get from this social club of yours is a box seat at the morgue. Message is not well received. The gang is too powerful, too connected. It's not getting through. This reminds Green Arrow of the way he failed with Speedy during the whole drug thing. Meanwhile, he sees a fancy man walking down the street uh, with, you know, fancy suit, does not belong in the neighborhood. He decides to follow him and direct quote again, son of a beaver. He's led into an ambush. Fight, tussle, Green Arrow still wins, heads back to the police station, describes the person he saw as to the sketch artist. Turns out this is Peter Lazenby, who's a big wig in the drug cartel, along with Mr. Lucker, who's like the local contact. So... Green Arrow takes it upon himself to roll in on Lucker. Uh, he tosses a glass coffee table at him, demanding answers. No luck. Eat mothballs, Arrow, is what Lucker says. So Green Arrow drops a threat, and he's like, oh, you better watch out. Heads out. A sobbing Arrow can only think of Dinah. That filthy pig's going to pay for what he did to Dinah. Find out what happens to Black Canary in Dead or Alive in the next issue, which I never did because I only had this one because I got it from a quarter bend. The end. So this is Mike Grell writing, drawing the character, but this is before he was writing the character. Well, it says Art and Story by Mike Grell. Okay. No, this was just a backup. In Action Comics, the main story was uh, Superman being accused of murdering uh, Green Lantern. So there's a lot of death happening. So fun. Okay. Any news resolutions? Any, uh, any series that you want to read in 2024? I was going to ask you the same thing. Do you have... Stuff mm-hmm. that you're directioning yourself towards this year. Yeah, I mean, I want to get to the stuff that Infinite Frontier was teeing up. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going the distance with Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm excited about Tom Taylor's Nightwing. So, yeah, I think there's a, a pretty decent amount of stuff that uh, I'm looking forward to. You? I mean, there's the part of me that's still like, oh, I need to catch up on uh, all this Krakoa stuff. Yeah. And every time I find out something new about it, I'm like. Boy, this really isn't for me. I mean, you loved Hellions, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... I, I did love... I do love Hellions. Yeah, Zeb Wells was doing that. I, I usually like Greg Dugan. Yeah. So maybe I'll like it once he starts doing stuff. And, uh, you know, X-Men Red sounds cool and all that. So... Okay. Well, I guess until next year, we'll see where you are then. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is this how we're saying goodbye bye. to everybody? Oh, bye. Yeah, we're saying, we're saying goodbye, yeah. Bye. <laughs>